and welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find us across social media at Pillow Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Jeremy, and Bill. When you say alright, it makes me feel alright. here for the end of episode 135, you know that we left you with a bit of a cliffhanger. And so I'm now pleased to give you Nick's rant. So I promised you guys that I would go on a rant. Yeah. Yes. But I don't think our rant, my rant fits in with the next, the next podcast. Okay. So, so we're going to do it now? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. I'm going to get some gummy Skittles. Yeah. While well, I'm good and amped up. I, I, I've ranted on kind of this subject before, but you guys have watched. I'm assuming you're watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. After having mm-hmm. finished up WandaVision. Why does it suck so much more than WandaVision? It doesn't suck. It does. No, it doesn't. If I wanted to see, if I wanted to see Will Smith be Falcon, I would want them to cast Will Smith as Falcon. <laughs> If I wanted to watch some sort of weird, like, racial tension movie, I'd go watch a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> like, if I, like, I'd watch Summer of Sam with John Linguizamo if I wanted to watch, like, some sort of, like, uh, uh, mirror held up to culture, current culture. I just want a Marvel movie. That show sucks. <laughs> oh, oh, we, we, the government didn't want a black Captain America, so they got him. They had to get him to change, surrender the shield so they could then announce a white one. Oh, the black guy couldn't get a, couldn't get a loan at the bank because he's black. Uh, he owns a shrimp boat. They, they're really leaning in hard to this. He owns a shrimping boat, like Bubba Gump from, from, for from Forrest Gump, he sounds exactly, honestly, like Will Smith. I expect him to go woo at some point. <laughs> like, and then I read something online that people are saying that they're thinking about making Bucky uh, um, bisexual, and this brings me to the apex of my rant, which I always rant on when I read this stuff. Who cares right. the sexuality of a of a character? I don't care. I don't I'm not I'm not watching this and saying, man, I wonder who they're attracted to. <laughs> like I'm not like I wonder who Bucky like would go for. Do you think that he'd go for like a like Steve Rogers type? Do you think that's why they were friends, or do you think like he's more like a Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> or, like, do you think? Or do you think? Do you think he likes the bears, or is he more of like a preppy? Yeah, like I mean, does I mean, would he like you know? Would he like? Would he like a more hefty gentleman? <laughs> would, or would you know? Does he? Does he? Maybe he borrows some women's clothes. Uh, it was part of his 
you know, it doesn't make any damn sense why this is something that in culture we have to we have to label everything to some stupid fucking thing. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it, it bothers me so much. Well, I'm but so, so here's here's the thing though. If you think about it, look look at the character in all of the other appearances in the MCU up to this point. Which one? There, Bucky. Okay. There's no indication, one way or another, of any kind of romantic interest. Like, it's, there, there's no even intersecting plot lines with regard to romantic interest. Not in there the not in the movies. Now in now, so. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm talking about the movies. There, there's, there's nothing. Like, the, the character is entirely developed outside of that realm. So, what's the harm of leaving him in that realm and allowing? the viewer to make their own, to project their own characterization of those underlying characteristics and under the character as they see fit. That's how it should be. It right, not, have to... not, and, and it's not advocating for one way or another, but if it's not brought up, then you, just like if you, just like if you were reading a book, you have the ability to craft the image of that character in your mind. Sure. I don't need... I don't need some sort of press release to say, you know, Marvel says blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't need J.K. Rowling to go and retcon the Harry Potter books and say, hey, by the way, Dumbledore was gay. The whole Hagrid time. Was yeah. a furry, just so you know. Um, and, uh, like, I don't need that. Like, Well, it doesn't matter. Nothing. And that's – I understand what you guys are saying. And and I just – for full disclosure, I, I, I feel like I need to – I mean, because I've read some of the books, right? Cap's my guy. Bucky and Sam are like two and three in terms of mm-hmm. the guys who I like and who I like reading about. And so mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the show. Yes, there's obviously a lot of um, they are obviously trying to tackle some race issues, right? Which may or may not be the right place at the right time. Um, and, and I won't disagree with you on it. Um, but I think that's part of, because I mean, you've got John Walker and you've, you've got to have a way to, I mean, let's, let's be honest. You've got to have a way to make people hate him. Not only is he just the new Captain America, but you've, now you can hate him for this too, right? Yeah. You know, now you've got Sam who got screwed by the government and they handed it to this golden boy, almost literally, right? Um, And I wonder if that's just a a plot mechanism to make you hate him more. Yeah, but this isn't like wrestling where, like, I need a character to have heat for me to care. And I get it, but... You know what I mean? But I get what you're saying. I think they're setting... I mean, if, if the books are any indication, I mean, they're... They're setting. I feel like we should put the internet spoilers in this, but um, I feel like um, I feel like they're setting John Walker up for for much more um, as the story goes on. I think it's a weak series. Well, there's. I mean, there's only it's only a six episode series, so whatever they're gonna do. They don't have a huge amount of time to do it. No, it's it's apparently running time. It's the same as WandaVision, but where WandaVision had those, you know, like 25-minute episodes at first. Oh, uh, I guess um, that's true. They both have, I guess, the same running time total. 
but the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes are longer than the uh, WandaVision ones were. You know what? Maybe it's because that first episode I thought was so slow and so... It was slow. I mean, it started off not slow, though. That scene with the helicopter? No, yeah, no, that was... But after that, like I like that set a tone, an unrealistic tone for me for that. Sure, episode. sure. So maybe if they released the second episode, which I haven't watched because I just I that first episode killed it for me. Oh, see, and I thought the um, second episode was. I've enjoyed both episodes. I just that that first episode was so. It was such a letdown, for me, and. I, I don't know. Like I get it. Like this is a this is a thing that happens. Like this is like and and it's and it's terrible and it's awful and 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 you know this all that this stuff happens. But I just don't think that there's a place for it in like the Marvel universe. Yes, historically, comics have tackled really hard issues. Sure. I mean, they've tackled you know, Nazis and, and, and this and that and the other. And I'm not saying like ignore it. Well, and you had the, I mean, you had the black Panther created it essentially to, to yeah. appeal to a certain type of person, you know, mm-hmm. to try to get them to read comics. And, and I understand what you're saying, Nick. Um, I can tell you that in the ep- in the second episode, it did not seem so um, preachy. If that if that's a good word for it, it um, they like you didn't see Sam's sister or her kids at all, if I recall correctly. Um, they didn't really talk about the. Um, I don't feel like the race thing came up at all. It was really just. But it was just like. I don't, I don't know if it was just the way that it was done. That bothered me. Sure. Or what? But I do. I really feel like he, like it was a different character that was played in this Falcon series. Yes, than we've seen previously. I think if you go back and look, I mean, it's like Wanda having an accent and losing an accent. <laughs> sure, uh, it's, it's 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 two different two different styles, and I feel like it'd be fine if it was consistent. But I feel like it was like, hey, let's turn this up just a little bit, you know, for this series. I uh, I get it, but I mean, in in I guess in Kevin Feige's defense, I, people thought Fat Thor was funny. Fat Thor was hilarious, but but Fat Thor was a different character than not Fat Thor. Not necessarily. Well, I mean, the the thing is, is that you've got, you know, you had Thor with what happened to him in infinity war and then you had you know five years and so you're catching up with the character the characters change i don't but you've kind of laid this groundwork for that character in ragnarok and you know and i will the more comedic the more funny sure now sure. and 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 Bucky and Sam neither one have had much groundwork laid for him in the movies because let's face it they weren't one two three four five or six on that on that list and so right. they were just the 
the the other guy. They were they as you know Sam was referred to as Captain America's wingman, and even that would be you know I think overestimating his importance based on what you saw of him in the movies. Um, because they just they didn't get a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm well, not, and I went back and uh, like I thought, like maybe I'm remembering it wrong. You know, after I watched that first episode, I was like, maybe, maybe I just had like it's been so long. Although I don't think that's it. I've seen the character, and so I went back and watched some, and I'm like, no, it's just different. Like it's just a sure. different. It's a, it's a it's a character jump, and maybe they'll explain it, but it's just it's a character jump that doesn't make sense to me. What I don't know. what. What pieces of it don't make sense? It just doesn't seem like the same person. Again, it's like, it's like, like, how can I explain it? Like, it just, it doesn't seem like the same character. Like, the, 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 and maybe they're doing this thing to where it's like, oh, I have my hanging out with these people voice and I have hanging out with these people voice <clears throat> he definitely was emphasizing his Louisiana drawl that's true yeah. in that first episode and so maybe it's that I don't know there's just something about it that bugs me and I don't know what it is sure and that for the, something about that first episode was like I was like nah, I just can't do this. See, and I got done with that first episode, and like that was awesome. But I just enjoyed the fact that Bucky and Sam were on screen for forty five minutes, yeah. which is I mean, essentially I more enjoy, time than they've been in all the movies combined. Mm-hmm. I I did enjoy parts of it. Like I did it. I I enjoyed like how they get like how they get paid. Right, or they like how, they're how, like government how, contractors, and then a lot of times yeah. they don't get paid. Yeah, like how they make money. Sure, um, I enjoyed like the back the backstory of um, of Bucky and like how he's trying to make amends. Mm-hmm. Um, like that stuff was was good. I just don't feel like it, I don't feel like it was as solid as Wandavision. I don't know why. Keep in mind, I, the I first like episode of Wandavision was a '50s sitcom. Yes. But I just I feel like I was more invested in Wandavision. Oh, than see, I am. and after the first two episodes, I would I was watching Wandavision at that point. I mean, it was fun, but you know, a fifties and sixties sitcom. I was watching it at that point because I trusted in Marvel, not because I was like, "Wow, this show's great." Oh, see, that was I, I was clearly their target audience because <laughs> uh, I love and I love you know and 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 I watched. Hell, I watched a lot of Nick at Night as a kid. I, you know, I've, I saw yep. the shows they were basing the stuff off of. It just, you know, I'm not going to take my, you know, given my druthers, I'm not going to spend my nights watching the Dick Van Dyke show, um, which was what the first episode of WandaVision was based off of. But, you know, I, I also trusted in Marvel enough to go, okay, I may not get episode one. I might not get episode two. But I'm willing because, again, you know, you and I had this discussion. We've had this discussion a few times where questionable casting has come out or questionable decisions have come out. And you and I have both said, look, you know, I Marvel has earned the benefit of the doubt for me at this point. They have yet to make a bad movie. They've yet to make a Batman versus Superman. They have yet to make a bad <laughs> casting decision. 
I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And that's why I watched episode three and four of WandaVision. And then the show hooked me. Well, but I, I think that's the entire point with WandaVision. When you watch the first episodes, there's no context. Like, there's no, you, you take those as a standalone. Yeah. You have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that I think, if you look at that show in particular, is one of the best examples I've ever seen of that type of a deliberate slow burn to actually figure out what's happening. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they, they drop these couple of little nuggets in each of the first episodes that are that something's out of the ordinary, but you don't know what, and you don't know what's happening, and you can't figure it out. And then they just build a little bit, a little bit over time. And I mean, not to the point where in some other sitcom or drama or whatever that you'd be trying to figure out, okay, what, you know, what's, what's the overall storyline here. This is more existential. You have no idea what's happening on any kind of level based on what you know of these characters moving forward. I mean, hell, one of them is supposed to be dead. Right. So you really can't conceptualize anything that's happening here. This, it, it's just weird. And they just grow it over time and over, you know, and granted the, the episodes are, you know, like you said, 20, 25 minutes at the beginning, as would, as is befitting a sitcom of, of that time they're based on. And, and that's what I really appreciated is they took elements of those sitcoms throughout the whole series and they, they, they structured the show around it, even to the point of how long the episode. Well, and hell, they filmed that, filmed that first episode in front of a live studio audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, that's talk about you know going all the way in. Yeah. <laughs> they filmed you it know, in front of an audience. Jeremy, I think you may have. He may have uh, uncovered something for me. Um, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I know. I really. I, yeah. No. I, maybe it's that I don't. I can't get behind it because it's two different shows and my brain hasn't gotten out of that other out of WandaVision. Like you said. Yeah, yeah, out of out of the WandaVision, like you don't know what's going on. You know, you're trying to unravel like why is this going on? Why is this or that? Well, and where as Falcon and the Winter Soldier is kind of straightforward, like, hey, they're back. Well, they're, and if you look at the lives. you look at the MCU as a whole, I mean, one of the things that I've liked the most, and I know we've talked about it on this show before, is that some of these movies are are totally different types of movies, right? You know, your first Ant Man was a heist movie, right? Yeah. You know, uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier that was a spy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not just superhero movie superhero movie superhero movie i mean guardians of the galaxy is a it's like a space exploration movie it's they've they've haven't been afraid to do different things and they haven't been afraid to say okay here's here's paul rudd as ant-man uh this has nothing to do with superpowers and it's he's just trying to steal something and at the time i mean you think about it how how brave is that of them for for them to have done um they are different and and maybe part of the reason i was able to jump so easily from wandavision to falcon and the winter soldiers because i was so looking forward to the two characters um i don't know well I think- and I don't, I don't have the same issues nick that you do but i i do think that when you look at this overall mm-hmm. that to me somebody someplace was sitting watching captain america civil war 
and honed in on two particular scenes. Mm-hmm. And that the entire genesis of this show is from those two scenes. And they're split second, you know, not not really having, but but it, it, it's the only two scenes in, in Civil War that show any kind of a connection or almost the buddy comedy type of thing between mm-hmm. those two characters. There's the one where they're sitting in the car when Steve makes out with his niece for the first time, creepy. Um, <laughs> and they just, but you remember, do you remember that scene yeah, where they're just kind of like, both of them are sitting over. there and just do the, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they do kind of the slow nod. And then the other one, when the two of them are in the terminal in Munich and they're fighting Spider-Man and he gets him down and then, you know, he's, he's got them both webbed down and he's doing this big monologue about how he's sorry and he's got to go do this. And then, and then all of a sudden Sam's little drone comes and grabs him and pulls him off. And the, um, what, what is it? Bucky says, you know, you couldn't have done that earlier. <laughs> and Sam, re- you know, replies, I hate you. And it's just that split second. But, but there's those two instances that show some sort of a comedic connection between the mm-hmm. characters. And it's almost like somebody took that and said, hey, let's, let's do a show on this. Or and let's think, do something bigger on this. Because guess- ab- absent those, there's nothing. There's no real connection happening between those two characters. You do have the fact, though, that they were both very close with Captain America. Yes, there's that, but but I mean that that's a that's tangential, sure. right? That's that's with them. That that's the third hub in the triangle where those those two scenes are the only ones where you get a connect a direct connection mm-hmm. between the two of them. And I feel like that's that was sort of somebody's starting point when they pitched this idea. But <clears throat> I loved those moments that they had. Like to me, those are those are great moments in 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 that movie. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I guess I wanted to see that from the get-go in this new series. That's fair enough. But, you know, you're looking at that movie, though, with the benefit of hindsight. Yeah. Um, whereas this show, and, and, you know, I could understand if you watched all six episodes of this together and then said, yeah, you know what? I just didn't feel like I got what I got out of that movie. Um, I could understand that. You know, there's a lot of... Jeremy, you've seen the second episode? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, relationship building in mm-hmm. the second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a couple parts that I thought were pretty funny. I mean, there's that the scene where they're staring at each other that... <laughs> I mean, they they... Yeah. They give Bucky a hard time a couple times about a staring problem, and and it makes you laugh each of the three times or whatever that they bring it up. Um, so, I mean, there are some of those moments, but you're right. They did not do a good job of including those in the first episode. They just, it, yeah, it just didn't. I, I guess maybe I just needed something to hook me, and instead I got something that I just, it has no appeal to me. Wow. No appeal. No, like the the I, what they were doing had no appeal. Like, like I I needed I want I guess I wanted to see that or something to hook me, and I just didn't have anything to hook me. Like I guess the only thing that really the only thing that really interested me was Bucky's list. Sure. And making amends. Now and in, that was it. And in that first episode, they spent a lot. They spent a lot of time apart. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you get yeah. You get. Sam at the first part, and then you get a little bit of Bucky, and then you get a little bit of Sam, and you get a little bit of Bucky, and you really don't yeah. get a lot of them together. 
Yeah, and that's what I wanted. I wanted them together. And I know it's a, it's a show. It has to build. Sure, and, and there was a lot of, I mean, they were, I don't think they were really a part in the second episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, they get together. Is what oh, yeah, about. I mean, they're, they, they go do a thing, and then they're together, and then they go do another thing, and they are, they spend as much time together in the second episode as they did apart in the first one. Because I can't do another Jim and Pam. <laughs> like, I just, I want them to be together. Well, okay, you want them to be together, but in, you gotta remember, so in, in Civil War, they hated each other. They hated each other, but then, but then by the end of, by the end of Endgame, they liked each other. Um, didn't they? I don't know if they Am liked I each other. I mean, I mean, like is a strong they, word. They, they, they dealt, tolerated. they tolerated each other. But that's what I wanted. And it, I like, think they tolerated you know, each other because they were both friends with Steve. But I wanted, I wanted more of that. I wanted more of that dynamic you saw in the car. Like, hey, can you scoot over? No. You wanted more interaction. <laughs> there, yeah. There is more of that in the second episode than there was in the first. Okay. I'll give it a shot. Well, you're going to have to. give it a shot. We're not going to let you not give it a shot at this point. Well, <clears throat> so here's, here's the thing, though. I, I would take issue with the whole tolerated each other because the scene at the end of Endgame where old Steve shows up, sure. there's like, there's a really positive moment between the two of them at not, not a humorous one, but where he, you know, Bucky tells him, you know, go ahead. So there, there's a, there's something there. There's I some think respect. I think you could, you yeah. could see the end of Endgame and, and, and you could see that, that, you know, that Bucky understood that Steve gave Sam the shield and agreed with what he did. Um, and I think that you could assume, because I did, um, that that Bucky thought Sam should be Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and isn't that supposed to be what this show is about? No, I don't isn't think it? that's what this show is supposed to be about at all. No, you don't think it's about him trying to, real like him having to realize that he is worthy to... Um, maybe in the end, carry, the, carry on the mantle, maybe in the end. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still hoping that Wanda break and everything makes uh, a new young Steve show back up and, uh, we can get Chris Evans back <laughs> just, you know, well, from, I, from different part of the multiverse. No, well, we get young Chris Evans as the human torch is the ultimate payoff. That would be fun too. Yes, that's what we get. That would be fun yeah. too. What did um, what did you guys think of the end of Wandavision? Because I'm not gonna lie, I was underwhelmed. Uh, it was overall. I, I actually thought it was kind of sad at the end. Sure. Um, but here's here was my big takeaway from WandaVision, other than the fact that I, I, I thought it was such a unique take on putting that storyline together. By the time, for lack of a better term, and Nick, by I, the time I don't want to stop all over time, your other podcast, but no, 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 okay. you're good. By the time Agnes came out as Agatha Harkness, mm-hmm. from that point through the end. 
Oh my God, do I love her character. Oh yeah. She was so good. Once, once you did the catchy little song and the big reveal, the bewitched. everything from that point forward to the end, she was awesome. Yeah. The, they did the best with what they had. Obviously I would have liked more of a build than two episodes to say like, Hey, guess what? I'm a witch too. Right. Um, it sets the stage nice for what's to come, Mm -hmm. which is, let's be honest. That's what these shows are. Oh yeah. These, these shows are, are essentially long stingers. Um, (laughs) which I'm okay with. The entire purpose of that show is to get wherever you need to go from, for Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Because you can't, you you can't, that, that show would not be a whole movie. Like that, you, you couldn't. You couldn't do make it that a, show into a movie. That's absolutely no, correct. No, you you couldn't because the the entirety of that show, again, going into the idea of a slow burn, the the reason that show works is because you can compartmentalize it with time in between the shifts between the different decades mm-hmm. of reference yep. to sitcoms. That's you try yep. to do that all seamlessly, and it just comes off as jumbled and a mess. Yep. And. The only real payoff, the only thing that really saved it for me from being underwhelming was the scene at the end where you had her in the cabin in, like, Alaska or whatever. Yeah, wherever she was. Yeah, somewhere in the mountains, you know, walking out and sipping coffee, and then it goes to the house, and she's looking through the book. Mm -hmm. Or in in the callback to Doctor Strange. Almost the exact same scene mm-hmm. that's at the end of Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk movie. Is it? Almost exactly, where he goes off to a cabin in the wilderness, and he's there meditating, trying to control this power that he has. And is that's, that last scene, outside of the whole multi-dimensional thing, almost verbatim. Interesting. And that does, though, you're absolutely right, Nick, that, that it essentially is Doctor Strange as he was learning it, magic, right? It's, it, yeah, it's, it's the same. See, and but I, that's interesting because I'd forgotten that Ed Nor- Edward Norton Hulk movie. And I hadn't made that connection either. I just, I thought that scene was, I was expecting after after that kind of a buildup and and after the, after the, I guess, letdown that Evan Peters was. Yeah, that was sad. Um, yeah, and assuming that, that, that really, assuming that he nothing. truly is nobody, um, which I still not quite that I, quite sure that I believe, but assuming that he's nobody in, and and the letdown that that kind of was is I was expecting something at the end, you know, um, I was expecting to see you know Doctor Strange <clears throat> walk in or whatever and just be like you know Wanda, what are you doing? <laughs> just I was looking for something like that, and there was there was none of that. And I was just like, well, it was good, but I was just kind of hoping for that one little, like that, that wink, mm-hmm. you know, that Marvel's so good at giving. And I just didn't feel like we got the wink. I'm interested to, to see how this leads into the multiverse of madness. So like, how do they leap from, 
this to the multiverse, right? Obviously, we know Wanda can, you know, mold realities and things like that. And I'm sure she'll learn something in the book that says that she can go to different realities to try and get, you know, Vision and her kids back. Keep in mind, it's got to go through Spider-Man, too, also. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it also has to ripple through there. Um, maybe that's how we get... Uh, uh, Black Widow back in the because MCU Doctor too. Strange is in Spider Man three. I think we've almost confirmed at this point. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff that's confirmed for Spider Man. It's just insane. I didn't really ever think that we'd get in a Spider Man movie, let alone a Marvel movie. But <laughs> <laughs> it's um that movie's in it. I feel I feel like with all the all the leaks that are coming out about uh, Spider Man No Way Home mm-hmm. that it's it just makes me think of George R. R. Martin sitting around trying to trying to draw all the massive number of threads from Game of the Game of Thrones series to a close, and he can't do it. And I feel like that's where they're going to be with this yeah, too. He can't, he can't get this Winds of Winter done at all. So historically, with Spider Man Two, they suffer from too many villains, right? Like, like I think their problem has been too many villains. Like in the final movie. Too many villains. Now, granted, I didn't see amazing the Amazing Spider-Man with uh, no, I didn't either. Andrew Garfield or whatever, but like Spider-Man three with Tobey Maguire, there was there was there was just too much going. They had on. three villains in that last one, didn't they? Yeah, this one was well, Sandman, yeah. Sandman, Venom, uh, Hobgoblin. If you yeah, and then there was another one too, though I thought. Um, I don't remember. Well, <clears throat> well, did, did you see the? So when they did the name reveal for Spider-Man 3, they did the, you know, the three actors did the three different versions of it. Yeah. But if you go back and you look at the graphics that they did for each of those three false reveals, mm-hmm. that the color coding of it and the way that they're done, that the mm-hmm. colors of those logos are green, purple, and silver, so that it matches up with Green Goblin. Oh, hmm. or Mysterio. So, so there's a, yeah, th- there's a, a theory that that was a, an Easter egg that was planted to introduce uh, Norman Osborn. That'd be fun. It's just, well, no, what I've heard, now, yeah, let's talk about spoilers. So, in this universe, there is no Norman Osborn, at least yet. Not yet. Not yet. But, in this universe, as we all know, the Hobgoblin is Norman Osborn, who in the Spider-Man universe is Spider, uh, Spider-Man Peter Parker's best friend's dad, mm-hmm. right? And eventually, mm-hmm. um, you know, ends up being Harry himself. So, who is Spider-Man's best friend in this universe? Ned. Uh, so people are saying that Ned may end up being the Green Goblin. Wow. Mm. Uh, which is, it's, again, just a rumor. It's completely unsubstantiated fact, but... Um, but yeah, but I'd almost rather see I, James I, I Franco. Think, I just think it's funny that said no one ever. <laughs> I know, but I'm almost. I mean, I just think it's funny that historically, I think if you ask anybody, Spider-Man's problem has always been too many villains, and yet well, there's a lot of people who would argue exactly the opposite of that. That that's the greatest strength of those is the rogues gallery of Spider-Man villains. Yeah. But they don't ever do it right. The, the, to me, Spider-Man has a tremendous library of villains who were all at their best and most entertaining when they were working together as a syndicate of, of, of villains. 
Um, a sinister six of villains, perhaps. A, yes, a sinister six, if you will. Um, but they never did it right. Like they could, I don't know if they couldn't get the rights to Sinister Six or what. But some of Spider-Man's best stories to me are circled around the Sinister Six. Um, but they never did it right. So I just find it funny that this movie's like, hey, we're just going to throw everybody at mm-hmm. you. Um, essentially, rumored to be. Um, this could also bring Venom and Carnage into the mix here if they can do it. It could, and you know, and I'm not convinced that you know because they talked about Alfred Molina as Doc Ock in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that it's not also just as a cameo, right? Where yeah. he flashes across the screen and that's the end of it. Yeah, that uh, doesn't necessarily or, mean that he's a villain. It could just be, oh yeah, he's in it, but. He's in it as, you know, Spider, as Tom Holland is running through this other world or whatever and sees him and goes, who's that? And then zaps, gets zapped back out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is also how they say they're going to bring Deadpool in. He's going to show up in these multiverses. I think that's brilliant. They also said that he's going to take over the Stanley Lee <laughs> I saw that. So, I mean, and that's just, yeah. there's all these ideas, which are great. Um, I mean, obviously they're not going to do them all, but. No. no. Stanley is the Watcher is still my favorite thought anyone's ever had. Uh, I don't know. I can't wait for that. Can't wait for that Spider-Man movie. It's, can't wait for Deadpool 3. And that Spider-Man movie is coming out this December, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait for the reboot of Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Uh, <laughs> It's not a thing, but uh, should be. I remember it. I remember it so fondly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stupid show. What a stupid show. It was. I watched it. I did too. I watched it. I watched Dharma and Greg. So (laughs) we can do a whole show on shows that we've seen. Mm -hmm. That no one has any business seeing. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. My two dads. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, what's the Mitch Hedberg joke? That story, that that show would have been a lot more boring if it was called My One Son. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yep. 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 So Nick, okay. um, yeah. everybody wants to know at this point: Are you going yes. to watch episode two of? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'll do it for you guys. I won't be happy about it. <laughs> he'll do it, but he'll do it grudgingly, damn it. That's right. I would rather watch a season of Pretty Little Liars than watch it, but I will do it. I'll do it. I'll do it for you guys at the sake of the podcast so that I can... I'll report back. All right. The very epitome of taking one for the team. Although, yep. I, I mean, Jeremy, I liked episode two. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't have the same issues broadly as Nick does up to this point. <laughs> Just so. like in, in life. Well, <laughs> people, also, people also like seltzer water. 
It doesn't. It's, <laughs> saying people can be wrong. <laughs> now you know. I now that I think about it, because you know, going through with the the back and forth about what we were going to talk about, because um, I think it's scheduled for a December release. Mm-hmm. I my project for the two of you because i don't Mm -hmm. think that you have uh, i don't think this is a show that you've kept up on but by december can you guys catch up on what is it five seasons um can you catch up on the expanse so we can do an expanse episode when the series concludes after the upcoming season i can make that work oh yeah i'm watching homeland right now but when i'm done with that i can it's like nine it's like nine months worth of lead time for five, t- 10 or 12 episode seasons. I think you can do that. I can make it happen. I promise. I promise I can. We can do that. That'll be everybody's homework. Yeah. I'll yeah. Like that and, and listen to the Nate Land podcast. Now. Listen to what? The Nate Land podcast? I don't know what that is. That's everyone's whole, that's everyone's homework too. Sorry. Nate Bergazzi's uh, podcast. Very funny man, Nate Bergazzi. Don't know if you know of him. Funny guy. Nope. It's essentially this show if we were successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on how you measure success. Well, Nate, Nate Bergassi is a pretty successful comedian. That helps. <laughs> uh, two, two Netflix specials. Uh, Friends with how, Brad Paisley. How many, how many Netflix specials do we have? We're still working on the first one. We're still working on the first one. But... We're, sh- we're we're shopping some names. Yeah, they haven't you know, they haven't really called back yet, but we're still working. No, on it. we're still working on it though. Just scripts out. There. I mean, Nick and I had like originally had like the vision of like live shows and stuff. It was going to be great. Oh God! Remember back when we had dreams? Yeah. Of taking this big time, we had yeah. Dead Tree Books. Dead Tree we Books. Had, yeah, we had local flavor productions for all of our publishing uh-huh. and, and uh, the movie scripts we were going to write. Oh gosh. Remember the one? Oh, this is we could. Uh, this isn't the time to do this at the end of the the end of the series. <laughs> remember the? You remember? I remember three. One, I remember your great idea for uh, a putt putt golf movie. <laughs> Happy Gilmore two. That turned into Happy Gilmore yeah, two. Yeah. Which which actually looks like it may be happening. No, not, not context of putt putt. But if it is, I'm going to sue the fuck out of them. Yes, if that actually happens and it turns <laughs> into a putt putt movie, yeah, we're suing. suing it's it's not putt putt. Go go on. Uh, they, uh, Dan Patrick did an that interview. Works. Dan Patrick did an interview uh, a, a few a couple months ago, and it was with Adam Sandler and uh, Chris McDonald, and they talked about it. And I don't know whether it's actually going to get any traction, but the idea was that they would go back to, against each other head to head on the senior tour. Oh, I would like that. I still think our movie is funnier though. <laughs> Do you remember my idea for the movie? Uh, <laughs> what was it called? Uh, the Cleaners. You remember that yes. about the about the interns that worked at a bank and they <laughs> I do. <laughs> and the bank had the bank was taking out secret life insurance policies on loans, mm-hmm. so if they went bad. They had these two intern kids that would go and murder <laughs> the kill people, the people. So collect, <laughs> Yeah, so they could keep the bad loans off the books. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and then the other one was fun. our uh, was our Sadie movie, starring <laughs> Rosario Dawson. <laughs> yes, it was. As she, uh, <laughs> Jeremy, I'm sorry, we, we never really, but uh, yeah, this one was about a girl who, uh, uh, like, was getting married or whatever, and or 
Yeah. She was trying to, or she was getting serious with the, like the guy, but the, through whatever she decided to, uh, like confront all of her past relationships to like make amends. And yes. it was all kinds of different guys. And there was one lady <laughs> really, really threw the guy for a loop. One. one lady. I forgot the twist. Yep. Uh-huh. Wow. It was like this guy and this guy, you know, like a, a, a you know, just different kinds of guys and tall guys and short guys and whatever. But then there was one lady when she walked in, obviously late, everybody was like, what? <laughs> she had a party. She had a she party. Had a party. Invited yep, invited them all no, there so she could make amends. It was brilliant. <laughs> we wanted Rosario Dawson to star in it. Oh. Do you remember the other, the one <laughs> that we said? Uh, was taking Sadie Hawkins. It? Obviously, that, that, Daniel, that we cast Daniel Pudi in, where he was trying to take down Netflix because it took it took down his <laughs> it took down his local video shop that he that he would his own. little video store. Yes, he would sell he would rent tapes out of a van at a swap meet. <laughs> yep, I do remember that. <laughs> you had to find him on an app on like a Facebook app to tell you where to return the movie because <laughs> he was mobile. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like a food truck, but for Reddit. <laughs> That's so awesome. And there was one movie <clears throat> to track down who had it. That's right. He had to track down like the one guy that had the movie. Track down the movie. That was the movie. Was him tracking yeah. down who had this movie? Yeah, this one guy who never returned a movie. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh so great. Yeah, I miss that. We used to have the pitch. Oh, oh the pitch. Yep. The pitch. Uh-huh. You know, I still do that to myself. <laughs> do you really? Like, I think of, I think, I've told you guys this story. Like, I'll think of, um, like, a show, and I'll plan it all out in my head. And one day at work, Shane and I literally came up with the whole first season of a show. <laughs> of course you guys did. Yeah. And it was a, it was a show... <laughs> And I've told this story on the podcast, but I'll tell it again. The, it was a show about a guy who, top of his class in law school, like was going to be going places, doing great things, great things. Somehow, there's a series of events that happens, and he ends up being like a TV judge, like a like Judge Judy, right? But he he just he really wants to be respected, and so he his his manager because he's you know obviously a TV TV star. Uh, gets this one big case, and it's like a, a mafia case. Like it's like a like this case that no other judge will take because the guys like all the other judges have died because the guy is hiring a hitman to kill these people, right? And he's like, "No, oh, it'll be great ratings. We'll do it live on TV. You know, it'll be primetime special." And uh, but <laughs> we planned it all out. You know, this is you know all this stuff happens and. Um, but the first episode leads into a spinoff. <laughs> and so the first episode, you know, it's like the guy, we, we even did the opening credits. Like the guy wakes up and uh, 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 every morning by Sugar Ray uh, <laughs> is playing uh, when he wakes up and he's walking down the hallway and you see all of his like awards from school and like his law degree and stuff and gets in his car and he's driving and all of a sudden he looks up and it just shows him and it's like, you know, live eight, seven central, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's like, Oh, and he looks over and sugar Ray's in the car next to him. Uh, whatever the guy's name is, is in the car next to him. Mark McGrath. Yeah. Mark McGrath. 
and he's like he's listening to his own music and he's like nodding his head and then he's like, oh jeez he drives away. Seems like the kind of guy that gets would listen to his own music, doesn't he? Yeah. Gets gets his robe on, you know, walks into the courtroom TV set, you know, lights are on, there's the crowd and everything. Mm-hmm. First sits down and that's the beginning of the show, right? So the first case that he tries is this guy is suing a bounty hunter for injuries that he sustained while the bounty hunter was taking him into custody. Bounty hunter's not there. And he's like, well, where, where's the, where's the plaintiff or whatever? And all of a sudden the door kicks in and Lucy Lawless walks in. <laughs> Lucy Lawless walks in with a, with a vest. She's got the, the, you know, the, the badge on her. And she walks up to the bench and, you know, she, she walks into the courtroom, you know, stands there and he's like, aren't you Lucy Lawless? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you're a bounty hunter. And she's like, yeah, I quit acting. Now I'm a bounty hunter. And she's like, I do. I, this is, this is my true calling. And then that spins off into a series called Lawless, where Lucy Lawless is followed around by cameras, kind of like a Reno 911 style. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is why it's so great working with Nick, because you literally have conversations like this at work. Yep. Yep. It was a, that cool. was a day we got nothing done. Yep. Sounds about right. I'm just got waiting it. for my time to pitch it to Lucy Lawless. What were you calling your judge show? Was it called? Was it called? What was it called? My name is Judge. No. It was like. Oh gosh, I can't even remember what it was called. I don't even know if we had a name for it. Was it starring Judge Reinhold? If it wasn't, it should be. <laughs> it is now. It is now. Uh, no, what did we call it? We called it something. I don't know. I, re- I just remember Lawless because I thought that's the greatest thing that I've ever came up with. And I potentially one day would have a chance to pitch it to Lucy Lawless. So yes, you would, I, wouldn't you? I'll say, uh, one day our paths will cross and I'll say, do I have an opportunity for you? <laughs> Let me tell you what I can do for you with I, executive producer credit. And I know you live in Australia. We can take this stuff to you. Don't worry. We can take this also, show on the road. Do... Yes. Also, would you autograph this picture that my mother-in-law never gave you? Oh. <laughs> uh, every day I go to their house, I see it there, and she's like, I should give that to them one day. <laughs> yeah. My mother-in-law, uh, Jeremy, if you don't know, uh, knows... Um, Oh, I can't even think of his name Bob now. Bob Tapert. Yep, Tapert. Yeah, from uh, Evil Dead. Wow. Uh, and Hercules. Yeah, she grew up with him Zena. and his sister. Yeah. He used to uh, call the school and pretend to be her dad and get her out of school. Um, That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, rumor has it that one day I'll actually get to meet these people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Nice. But she's had a picture that she was supposed to get everybody to sign for me. She was like, yeah, no, no problem. No. She was like, they were coming up for a funeral. I'll give it to them then. Nothing. <laughs> she was like, I forgot it. So we'll see if that ever happens. Mm-hmm. That's my claim to fame. Well, there you go. Yep. This is a real Nick-heavy episode. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's actually going to be uh, a, couple, a couple of Nick-heavy episodes, I think. Uh, could be. Mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Thank you all for coming to my TED talk. It's been very, 
Very good. I'm selling my new book, uh, Nick Rodriguez, Unreasonable Confidence. Uh, it is available nowhere but everywhere. <laughs> that's that's a better that's a better well no that's that's maybe as good a memoir title as what my uh, my older two kids came up with for my middle son's autobiography. What is it? P.S. I just farted. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys have just seen apropos of nothing? Just that's what they came up with. You guys have like seen it. my uh, my pinned tweet, haven't you? No. My pinned what? tweet from uh, September sixth, two thousand sixteen. Uh, I finally come up with the title for my autobiography. It looks worse than it is the Bill Heron story. <laughs> that's what it was. I forgot. <laughs> it looks worse than it is. It looks worse than it is. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's Very my that's one. my pin tweet. That that puppy ain't ever going anywhere. I feel like that was that was like I was at the top of my game that day. <laughs> it looks worse than it is. That. The Bill Heron story. The Bill Heron story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Thank oh, you. That's yeah. That's that that is gold right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, that is this episode is going to be called Unreasonable Confidence. Please, please make it. It's already yes. written down. It's in the book. Yes. Nice. Should we make the one where we talk about WandaVision? P.S. I farted. <laughs> 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 I'll have to use that one later. No, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I really, I really like that. I've, I've, so my kids are watching the uh, the Nickelodeon reboot series for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that was on a few years ago. Oh, sure. <laughs> not, not, yeah, not currently on, but was on a few years ago. It, it's funny because my oldest one used to watch it a lot when he was little, and then they kind of fell off of it. They didn't really watch it anymore, and now all of a sudden they just rediscovered it, which is weird to, that they can rediscover a show at that age that there hasn't really been that much time to go uh, to go by. But it makes me whenever whenever I, I I think about Bill sitting around noodling on these things to come up with the perfect title for these, it's like from that Ninja Turtle show where Mikey is the one who uh, he at one point he calls him he's like I'm the na- I'm the name and stuff guy you know because he comes up with the the names for all the bad guys that's like Bill I'm the I'm the I'm the name and episodes guy I'm the, I'm the name and stuff guy yeah I like that. I like that a lot. I like that series too. Just uh, oh, I do too. Yeah, I actually wish that series would have been around for a little while longer. Yeah, yeah, and they never do keep those around for. I feel like they do two or three two or three seasons, and then they kick them out. Then they just yeah, they're like reboot it. Time time to reboot. Mm-hmm. Get some new kids on this. I think we should probably tell the fine people good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Arrivederci. But what of the things that we've shared? What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh, uh, well... Well, that's just what we call Pillow Talk, baby. This has been the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Flavor Productions. You can find more information at PillowPodcast.com. The theme song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says All Right by The Hard Lessons. You can find more information about them at TheHardLessons.com. Bandcamp.com. Tell your 
friends about Pillow Talk. We will be glad to get more subscribers. And thank you again for listening to Pillow Talk.